My jungle will lure you in with paths that are deceptively apparent and secrets that will never be uncovered. Silver starlight may show you the way. Shape-shifting shadows will lead you astray. So open your eyes. I will show you a world etched deep in my mind. Only the greatest explorers of the unknown, those who are willing to lose themselves can unravel the enigma. For the essence of the jungle lies not in being found, but in getting lost. Welcome to Thorn's Jungle. Okay, how's it going everyone? Um, I'm coming live from the bush. Well, not live, but I'm recording it from the bush. It's live as I'm talking. <laughs> um, I figured it has been a few weeks since my last episode. And I will warn you, the quality of this episode is not going to be great. I'm standing in the middle of the bush. You'll hear leaves crunching. You'll hear wind. You'll hear a bulldozer behind me. Because what I'm doing is I am catching all the animals and relocating them uh, as the bush is being destroyed so people can build houses. So right now I am uh, quite a ways in front of the bulldozer um, because there's big trees that are getting knocked over. Even if I'm like uh, 50 feet in front of it, the tree's going to fall on me. Um, so the bulldozer's doing its thing and I'm doing mine. Let me just sit down. I bring a bucket out with me uh, so I can have a little a little rest as I'm walking through the bush, just sit on the bucket. Um, but I haven't put an episode out in weeks because I've been so damn busy. Um, I've been doing this certain area of bushland for about three weeks. Before that, I was trapping this area, so I had uh, funnel and fence traps out. And for those that don't know what that is, um, when animals hit or like walk into a wall or a ledge or something, they tend to follow that wall along, right? They don't, I mean, they do, but typically they won't turn around and walk back they'll just follow the uh the wall or fence so i dig in those fences uh they're about a foot high um maybe four meters long and at the end of the fence i'll have a funnel it works very similar to like a cray pot or a crab pot um where an animal will walk into it and can't get out so they'll follow that fence along and go into the funnel and then not be able to get out so i had oh, 13 or 14 of those fence lines out in this bush and I, wa I was moving them around uh, as well and I got a lot of cool animals. I got uh, baby dugites which are like uh, part of the brown snake uh, genus. I got a really cool snake called a Jan's banded snake and google it a picture of this thing because they're so awesome and they're they are in a lapid so they are related to your brown snakes, uh, cobras, things like that, where they do have venomous front, they got front fangs and they are venomous. But the venom is so mild where they really wouldn't affect a human. 
Um, I mean, that's if their fangs even penetrate the human skin because they are tiny little snakes. They max out at about 30 centimeters or a foot long. So I found a few of them and they're always cool. They're fossorial snakes, so they live under the leaf litter and loose sand and they eat tiny little skinks. That's why their venom is very mild to us because they don't have to kill anything bigger than a small skink, a small lizard. Um, I found spiny-tailed geckos, which are always awesome. They are adorable geckos and they have the most amazing looking eyes. They're like red and yellow and yeah, they look awesome. But what they do is, as a form of defense, they shoot like a glue web out of their tail and probably oh, maybe oh man i've only actually been I've, I've caught hundreds of them but i've only actually been glued a handful of times they seem quite reluctant to do so i don't know if that's because um you know it uses a lot of energy to do it or a lot of fluids which out in the australian bush especially during the summer is pretty hard to come by but I did get glued by one last week and the glue smells like it stinks not super unpleasant but it reminds me of like if you get snow peas or pea pods and like break them up in your fingers it smells like that it smells like peas but it's so strong and super hard to get off uh, so I got a whole heap of them I got uh, these skinks called tenotus which are about 30 centimeters long cool looking skinks um, Lots of centipedes and scorpions. So I always find I get the most animals when I trap because you can just leave them there for days and I obviously check them every morning and they just do their thing. When I'm out here walking around, uh, you've got to rely on whatever's out and about. And at the moment, it's like 100 degrees Fahrenheit, so like 38 degrees Celsius. So not a lot of stuff is on the move. So I haven't found many animals just walking around. Um, but do you know what animals are walking around? Bloody ticks. And as I'm sitting here, there are swarms of them heading towards my feet. Swarms of them. It's like the ground's moving. And my body, from head to toe, there's probably not a centimetre of normal skin. It's just covered in tick bites. It's, it's bloody horrible. And I've been absolutely smashing my feet and legs with... Uh, deet and bug spray and it's just not doing anything it's pretty brutal um but before i started uh relocate fauna relocating at this area we were in africa so i was away for two weeks uh, all up 10 days of that was in africa now i am going to get rob caveman rob on the uh, podcast to talk about the africa trip because it was so cool uh, but a little rundown of that is Rob and I decided to host trips to Africa. So if anybody, you know, whether they're a fan of the show Kings of Pain or, or not, um, they can come with us on a really cool Africa trip. Um, just hang out. Rob and I are just coming along with you and hanging out and, you know, we will talk about animals with you and stuff like that. But essentially, it's just coming on a trip with us. Um, and we did the first of these trips um, in January. And it went really well. We had 10 people with us. And everybody had the time of their life. We did amazing things. Like, saw 
yeah, stuff that, you know, you'll see on a National Geographic show. It's really cool. I love Africa so much. And we're going back in August to do another one of these trips. Um, we've already filled up quite a few spots, but if anyone is keen that is listening to this podcast, shoot me an email and I'll send you through more information. So you can come hang out with Rob and I and see some really cool animals and do some really awesome things. Um, so yeah, I, I wanted to do a podcast when I was in Africa. I wanted to do an episode, but man, we were just so busy doing cool stuff. <laughs> so yeah, I'm sorry. But I this will probably be my last day in this bush. I might actually, looking at it, I might have to be here tomorrow. But starting next week, I will be doing regular weekly episodes again. Um, I'll be back into it. Uh, the busy time seems to be over. I mean, when it rains, it pours with me. Like, I'll have nothing on for ages, and then all of a sudden, I just get hit with a bunch of stuff. Um, but, yeah. I'm going to go for a little wander around this bush, so come with me. You'll hear the leaves cracking and see what I can find. Literally about a metre in front of me is a chunk of bird laying on the floor, and I have no idea what the hell part of this bird it is. Like, I picked it up, it's big. It's like the size of a baseball. I picked it up and it's just pure feather, like dense, thick feather. I don't know if it's like a chunk of tail or what, but yeah, I, I don't know. But it's very weird. And it looks like a bird of prey as well, maybe from an owl. But let's go have a wonder. You find some interesting stuff around here and the ticks are approaching me quite quickly. All right. You might hear some slapping around and that is a sign that's on a fence that's running through this bush that keeps slapping, slapping around. And there is kangaroos in this bush. So what I did is I opened up a chunks of the fence so the kangaroos can leave this area because they can't, by law, they can't really bulldoze unless the area is fully enclosed. That stops the public getting in and, you know, suing whoever's clearing the uh, bush suing them if they roll their ankle or something you know um so they fence it all off but that means the bigger animals like your kangaroos and emus are trapped in the area that's being cleared so i always open up sections of of the fence so the kangaroos can leave but the other day i came in and saw kangaroo tracks coming in so then left they'd come in so i was like god damn it but now that they're clearing there's a lot of noise a lot of bush you know being smashed so I've left the fences open so that hopefully they get scared out of this area but I can't relocate the kangaroos like they're too big for me to grab obviously they'd beat the living crap out of me I can't tranquilize them because that's just not feasible because you know there could be a mob which is a collective term for a kangaroo there could be a mob that's like you know, five or six kangaroos and yeah, you've tranquilized one, but now you've just broken up the family group and now they've just dispersed all around um, the bush. So yeah, I can't relocate them, unfortunately. And there is apparently emus here as well. I've seen emus in this area years ago, but haven't seen any evidence of them in these uh, few weeks. Um, Emus used to be just as common as kangaroos, but now they're just getting harder and harder to see. I love seeing emus because 
You don't see them that often, unfortunately. But this is beautiful bushland. Um, right in front of me is a massive tree. Uh, it's dead, but it's got really good hollows in it for uh, nesting birds. And we have a bird around Perth called the Carnaby's Black Cockatoo that's endangered. And it's endangered because we're bulldozing bush and we're bulldozing their nesting grounds and feeding grounds. Um, so I flagged this tree as a potential nesting site for Carnaby's cockatoos. And a year ago, maybe even two years ago, I flagged it because there were Carnaby's black cockatoos nesting in it. So they couldn't bulldoze it then. And then this time I saw pink and grey galahs, which are a type of cockatoo. They're really cool looking uh, cockatoos. Um, I saw them nesting in it and I'm looking at them right now nesting in it. They're not endangered, but still, they're not going to clear this tree. This tree will stay for the time being, um, which is great because it is such a good tree. There's probably like five or six really good hollows in it. There's a beehive in it. Like, it's just an awesome tree. So I managed to hold them off uh, bulldozing that for the time being. Let's have a keep wandering, keep wandering. Well, I hope everyone's been good anyway, as I, as I wander through the bush. I have no idea how this is going to turn out or if it's even listenable because of this wind and the, tr the leaves crunching. But hey, it's something. I figured I'll keep you all up to date while I'm out here. Oh man, it is going to be bloody hot today gonna be really hot and there's like no shade here oh look there's like i'm looking at some uh, kangaroo prints right now and it looks like they're heading out of this area which is awesome that's what i like to see now i'll i've got my snake hook when i walk around and i like you know lift up any bits of bark or anything like that I'm flicking over some bark now but it's just so damn hot nothing's really out nothing's everything's really tucked into the vegetation you know even flipping stuff because it's so dry you're not going to find anything under well much under any of the the uh, trash that's out here or bits of bark because there's no moisture underneath them um so yeah it's it sucks because i know there's animals here but i just can't get them and you know i got a decent amount in the traps but it's kind of bittersweet when you're trapping lots of animals because you're like, all right, I've caught a lot of animals. That's great. But that means there's a lot of animals here. And obviously I can't get them all. And they're just going to be bulldozed. It sucks. It really sucks. But the only thing I can do is do my best to get as many animals as I can out of here. You might be able to hear the pink and grey galahs because they've seen me making a ruckus. Get away from my nest. I hope that wind's not too distracting. I did find a pelican carcass out here as well. I'm walking, see a whole bunch of feathers, and I'm like, wait, that's a massive rib cage for a bird. Like, that's huge. And yeah, it's a bloody pelican. I don't know what the hell's taken down a pelican or why a pelican's landed in the bush here because they obviously, there's no, I mean, we are, I am close to a beach, but not super close but yeah pelicans are massive they've got like an eight foot wingspan or even more so i don't know what's taken down a pelican cats will eat 
anything, but it must have been a, if it was a cat, it must have been a bloody huge one. Oh, what else has been going on? Um, yeah, I've been doing my primatology stuff as well. Um, studying, gone back to study more primatology stuff, so I've been enjoying that, nearly finished it. Uh, I've always been into primates, love primates, so I figured, well, I may as well get a qualification in it, in primatology, just so I can, you know, have that bit of paper to tell people I know about uh, primates. Because in this day and age, you can know everything in the world about animals, but if you don't have that stupid little bit of paper to tell people, then you don't know anything about animals, apparently. Some of the best uh, naturalists I've ever met that know the most about animals don't have any formal qualification. Um, but that's just the world we live in. Some of the dumbest people that work in the animal field field they went to university for three years and um, know absolutely nothing about animals, but they've got that bit of paper. So it, it does suck sometimes, you know. I was doing my biology degree and then... A few years in, I went, I don't need this. I'm already working in the animals field. So I stopped. And then only a year or two ago, I went back and finished it. And now I'm doing the primatology thing and I've nearly finished that. So yeah, I've got that bit of paper to tell people that I know about animals. Bloody stupid. Oh man, I don't know which way to walk because if I walk the opposite way, then I'm like not blocking the wind out. But all right, I'll go this way. I found like we've got a, a tree here called a um, grass tree or the indigenous term for it's a balga and they're really cool I mean when we were kids we used to call they, they were called black boys that was the the name for them but now obviously it's a politically incorrect term for them I don't know why they were called that but it's just weird but anyway they got like like massive spikes that come out of them they're real unique looking trees um, but the sap that drips off them, it forms like this massive, uh, it looks almost like big eggs underneath the tree. And I found like a whole bunch of them, uh, on the floor underneath one. And I, I, I took it with me. I mean, it's just going to get bulldozed anyway, but I want to sand and buff them. So it look, they'll come up real nice, like the real deep red color. I don't know if it'll work, but I'm going to give it a go. And then I found a massive beehive. I could smell the honey. I was walking through and I was like, ooh, that smells bloody good. That smells hell nice. And uh, and I was like, there's got to be a beehive around here somewhere. And it's always... So that was the radio going off. Because that's me. Uh, it's my only way to contact the bulldoze driver. Um, but yeah, you, it's always handy to know where the beehives are in a bush that you're spending time in because uh, you don't want to walk into it or like flip a log or something and there's a beehive in it but this one was right in the base of a dead grass tree it was really cool i filmed it got pretty close to it bees are normally pretty pretty good you get close to the hive they don't really mind it's not when you start disturbing it and pissing it off that's when they get a bit uh a bit stingy a bit stingy oh, but yeah i'm out here like 11 12 hour days so they've been Long days, especially when you're out in the heat with no shade and lots of ticks biting. Um, but yeah, I don't mind it. I bring a backpack, got my water, got my got my bucket to sit on. 
Got my shit tickets, aka toilet paper or bog roll, uh, in case I need to do a do a bush bush bog. But yeah, I don't do that often because I'm a very shy shitter, as they call it. Public toilets, bush bush not not so bad, but when there's that many ticks crawling around, um, I don't know if anybody would be game to pull ticks out of my taint and hoop donut but so yeah I'm not even going to risk that <laughs> uh, but it's always funny walking around the bush because no matter which bush you're in or jungle or you think you're super remote you'll always find beer bottles and beer cans I don't get why people have to travel so far into a bush to drink like why? Are they hiding it from their wives or their parents? Like, yeah, I, I, I don't get it. And occasionally you'll find some toilet paper floating around that have Hershey, Hershey skids all over it. But yeah, a few times I've actually walked up on the bulldozer driver. Um, I'll see the bulldozers stopped and I'll like walk over and I'll just emerge from the bush and there he is squatting next to the uh, bulldozer snapping one off I'm like, oh sorry mate then I'll go back into the bush and take some sneaky photos of him to send to my mates for a laugh nah I'm joking well yeah, yeah I'm joking that doesn't happen <laughs> oh this looks like a good area there's lots of like bark around so I'm just scooping it with the uh, snake hook but nothing I mean, it's a good sign when I'm not seeing lots of animal activity. It's good. It, it makes me feel better, better about, like, you know, the place being bulldozed because, yeah, there's not much that I can see. And the traps did find quite a few animals, but not a stupid amount. So, I mean, obviously I didn't catch all the animals in the area, but I... You know, I got a few out of, out of the area. And that's all I can really do. You know? That's all I can really do. Yeah. So what else has been happening in the world? Earthquakes. Snowing in LA. Bloody Jesus. Yeah. The weather's been nuts. Although in saying that, uh, this summer in Perth, this is the third summer on record where we didn't get a day over 40 degrees Celsius. Um, so yeah, that's, that was pretty crazy. Last year, on the other hand, was a bit different. I wasn't here, I was in LA over that summer for those three months. But people in Perth were having like 43 degrees, like, you know, for like a week in a row. It was 45 degrees Celsius or something on Christmas Day. So yeah, it was nuts. It's, uh, and, and they're blaming that weird weather in, in Western Australia. They're blaming that on a volcano that's erupting in the ocean near Polynesia. Um, apparently the, 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 the airstream or something's um, like floating the ash directly over Western Australia. Like it's skipped a lot of other states because Eastern Australia, like Melbourne and Sydney and New South and uh, Queensland, and all that, they're real close to... Polynesia but it's not affecting them it's affecting us on the other side of Australia um, we can't see the ash or anything because it's in a higher 
sphere, like I think it's above the stratosphere, it's, it's something like that, but it's uh, like cooled our weather down and it's made our sunsets real different looking. Like sometimes I go out there and there'll be like purple sunsets, like real strange. Reminds me of like sunsets in Futurama. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, I should probably get back to work. Um, and yeah, I hope you all have a great week. I will be back next week and the regular episodes will begin again. But I just wanted to update yous. Uh, and have you come out for a little walk with me around the bush. So, yeah, hopefully the sound isn't too bad because it's literally just uh, recorded from my iPhone recording app. So I'll see you next week on another episode of Thorn's Jungle. It should be Thorn's Bush at the moment because I'm in a bush, but anyway, it's Thorn's Jungle, that's what it is.